Hello and welcome to our podcast Taking Chances with me Anupama Bhalla and my co-host Soila Joshi. Our guest today is a man who has been serving Bollywood to us for over 25 years. A journalist, movie critic, influencer, talk show host, he took his chance, followed his heart and took to film journalism long before it was cool to do so. Let's meet the editor of Filmfare magazine, Jitesh Pillai. the man who in many ways is the voice of bollywood and is also a friend and ex colleague of both soila and me welcome jitesh great to have you here hi jitesh and i'm just so excited that you are joining anu and me and we are really looking forward to uh, talking to you and sharing lots of laughs in this podcast welcome thank you for having me on your show it's a real pleasure Yeah, we are all really excited. Just you know, three of us have known each other for so long, but we have you on the hot seat now, right? <laughs> so yeah, I hope you are ready for us. Anupama knows all my Anupama knows all my deep, dark, dirty secrets. So don't ask it. Don't use it to your advantage. Yeah, yeah, we'll. Oh yeah, absolutely. We are going to use it. No, no, I am going to use it absolutely to our advantage. Yeah. Truly, Ajitesh, thanks for being on the show because we are lo- really looking forward to uh, speaking to you. So, to begin with, Jits, uh, you know, one of the things is that uh, you know your journey is incredible. So, could you start out with uh, you know with your journey? What was this world of journalism, writing, editing? Tell us a bit about this. Actually, it, it probably. Uh... inherited because my uh, grandfather was a dramatist my father is a journalist was a ex journalist who then moved to the uh, world of economics and uh, he was an economic times actually and then he went to the gulf to work with the ministry but i guess journalism was in the blood i mean literature and journalism was a, a lot in the blood so i had an affinity though i must add that my parents and grandparents were vehemently opposed to me being a journalist they said nothing doing it uh, because film journalism is the last refuge of the scoundrel you know nobody wanted to be a film journalist during the time we became film journalists uh, it was like you know kuch acha kaam hi kar lete so i had i had in fact even now i have my dad saying do you want to do something else parallelly i'm not so sure if he's convinced even 25 years later if i'm doing the right uh, job so um, actually everything i do in life is to win my father's approval which he very grudgingly gives <laughs> despite this name and fame jits uh, he's still not impressed well he can't see it neither can i so i think that he is grounded no actually i get i get what you mean you know because even when i like said hey i want to get into media uh, you know a lot of people in the family were like you know what about those obvious jobs like getting into the ias or being a doctor or being a lawyer yeah media was uh, you know whatever few decades back not the place where you happily went to but you know yeah. just you i when i look at you you fit into media very comfortably i can't see you anywhere yeah, yeah. else at all seriously i i have to digress in two places yeah. so as a child my dad was working in the economic times so uh, i think the employees the senior employees of et would get the film fare free Uh, uh so i would every fortnight wait for him to bring the film fair to me and so i would read it and then i, I would also go to all the raddiwalas uh and pick up all the film magazines so i guess i was madly 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 into uh, uh movies from maybe the age of 7 or 8 i can't remember 
Secondly, um, after my BA, when I joined in for my MA, my father said, you know, why don't you try for the IAS? Take easier subjects like English and history and all. Uh, maybe. And so then those days, the big thing was brilliant tutorials. Uh, yeah. So I all my notes from brilliant tutorials uh, on uh, English and history and I said you know yes very diligently but then I don't know the lure of film fair was too much so while I was in college only I went across to film fair submitted a couple of articles and they were like when do you want to join uh, so those days it was okay if you're not a the, you know they said once you finish your graduation and post you can join full time but you can contribute uh, to uh, this thing uh, articles and whatever. So I remember, I can't remember, I know it's a huge gamut, but I can't remember if R.D. Burman or Jugal Hansraj was my first piece for Filmfare. So you have to, <laughs> it's, a, it's a big, uh, I'd given them two articles and I remember, I mean, I was not a staffer, I was a freelancer and I remember one was taken and one was rejected. So ah. the R.D. Burman piece was mercifully subbed and hacked and and mine was like a six page galley that was hacked to two paras and how, how did you feel about that <laughs> i was cursing the sub and the person who was making the page i was thinking what were they thinking so but like brilliant writing of- and look what they've done to it yeah, and I was thinking I'm this fancy writer. At 18, you all think very different. I think I was in my first year of college, FYBA or something. And I thought I'd done this fantastic interview with R.D. Burman. And, uh, you know, he was very, I must say, God bless his soul. He was like, oh my God, you're, you're a child, but you seem to know so much about my music. And um, he was very, very sweet about that. But unfortunately, the my sub-editors didn't think the same way. <laughs> so, so you never thought of having any other job or profession? It was always, always media. You were very clear about it. Yes, yes. You know, I, I like, I like, I do even today. I would, I would like to uh, take a course as a student myself, and maybe also teach cinema in hmm. some wonderful universities. I'd love to do stuff like that, but right now, uh, my hands are so tied up with so many things that it doesn't uh, seem. Uh, I mean, you always think of parallel careers or right. you know, allied things like writing a book, for example. You always think of all those things, but uh, to actually uh, get down to, one doesn't know. I, and also, I've never really planned my career. You know, in the 90s, I think in the, this is, this is I must have passed out 95 of my uh, MA and all of that. Uh, at that time, um, it didn't seem like today journalism is the hot button. Hot. Everybody wants to do journalism and everybody wants to do uh, those days. There were not so many TV channels and there were not so many, uh, you know, films was not extensively covered by the media, you know, then suddenly post all of that, there's so much happening in the media that, you know, Film film stars started appearing on the covers of even non-film magazines. Right, right. First started covering Bollywood. So Bollywood became this hot button and we were suddenly very much in demand. Right. right. But just that book you must write because that will be one interesting thing to read. <laughs> A book has to come the out book, of you. You know too much. Don't you, 
then I won't eat lunch in this town again. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. We'll feed you. Jitesh, you know, uh, I mean, uh, big breaks are a huge thing in Bollywood and stuff like that. So which one would you consider to be your big break when you moved along in your career? So what was that? I've always believed consistency and it may seem like a cliche, but I genuinely believe sometimes more than talent, it's temperament that keeps you going. You know, talent is all, I've seen a lot of talented wrecks around me. Uh, but I think it's the temperament and journalism. See, if, you, if you're doing investigative journalism or if you're doing political journalism, there are those, uh, you know, pegs where you, uh, suddenly you get into the limelight, whether it's the, you know, Harshad Mehta scam or the journalist covering the Harshad Mehta scam suddenly came into the limelight and, you know, the uh, journalist covering the Beaufort scam came into the limelight. With us as film journalists, there was no really uh, that big break. I guess film fair was my big break at 19 or 20. You know, I guess that was the big break. There was no real... Uh, I can't think of a great milestone. Like an too. interview that you did or a story that you did. And you said, yeah, you know, I mean, and people, you know, commented not only your readers, but even, you know, in that cell, in that world of Bollywood, people said, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, good to chat with uh, Jitesh or he brings out a piece of a certain caliber. Is there something like that? Actually, very honestly, I don't think there's anything like that. Like I said, it would be consistency. I think then over the years, people felt ki, okay, if he writes something of quality and, you know, like maybe a star will say, hey, you know, our conversation was interesting or a reader will write back saying, you know, I discovered I, the, the star was not my favorite, but through your interview, uh, you know, I really rediscovered another part of the star and you know, it's yeah. interesting how you humanize. Uh, the lot of people have told me that I have a lot of empathy when I write. Yes, I think that I, I guess is my uh, what you could say uh, one of my strong suits. Friends, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. With celebrity or whatever. So, Jits, you know, um, I've met a lot of people who said that they went to see movies because Jitesh, as a film critic, recommended it. Seriously. Huh. And you were very well known for, you know, writing, uh, you know, reviewing movies and stuff. So why did you leave that completely? I mean, even as a film fair editor, you could have continued with that. I don't know, really. It seems so long. And, and my stint as a film uh, reviewer was very short. It was about three years. Okay. But uh, yeah, I got a lot of eyeballs and it, it felt very great. Right. I, right. I was losing the joy of movies because when I went into the theater I was just looking at movies very clinically I felt you know like I mm. went used to enjoy the music and you know see what kind of clothes people wore and all that when you put a critic's hat on everything becomes a little uh, cynical and a little I felt personally this is my I mean others may be of a different opinion but I felt I was losing the joy of reviewing and the actually going to the movies. You know, it was like, oh, yeah, char picture dekhne hai. So uh, how am I going? I was thinking of the deadlines. Uh, and it actually happened, like there was a film called Bhagat Singh and all the four versions were released on the same day. What are you so saying? 
Yes. So I was rushing from Metro to Fame Ad Labs and it's a long distance, you know. And of course, the people who concerned who were having the screenings knew that the journalists had, would have to travel that much of the uh, sort of move, uh, theater timings were shifted around for us. But it was a it was a crazy experience, and you're writing about Bhagat Singh the movie four times, and you have to. So I, I used to have like two fifty three o'clock Saturday deadline, you know. So it used to be crazy. So all of Friday you're watching those movies, and then Saturday morning you're coming and staring at an empty screen. you know and you're thinking oh when will divine imagination or uh, sometimes divine intervention happen mm-hmm. and you know all the words will flow on the page right. so it yeah, it seem more about deadlines than um, all of that okay yeah okay. to me jitesh it sounds like a real good life watching movies and <laughs> and like theater yes. to theater so i mean i would yeah. want that life i mean for sure no, I, I, i also remember at the end of the year when you were thinking of movies for the film fair award you practically seen all of them you are an avid <laughs> movie goer i think everything that you even talk about is something that you've seen and done so that's a good yes, thing yes. you know that i that i that watched a lot of movies because then we we would have the jury meetings where you have to grapple with the jury so you <laughs> don't uh, so you better look yeah. very well in form that's right you know right, right. Uh, jitesh uh, this is uh, a question that i have on you know pivotal moments like you wear many hats you have uh, you know dabbled in journalism you love writing editing and uh, you know critic and so many uh, things but was there a pivotal moment when you decided that this is it for me journalism is really my true love and i've got to got to get into this not really but i must tell you an incident i think very early when i was in college somebody asked me what would you like to be and i said journalist and i said film journalist and you know you are you cross check with my friends they're still around uh, i remember there was a friend called yamini and she said jits in 1993 you told me you want to be a film journalist and i started thinking oh my god he's one of those bollywood types uh, you know <laughs> so i was very clear i think i wanted to be a film journalist okay, okay. much okay. to the unhappiness of my parents <laughs> yeah so jitesh you and i have yeah. had this crazy 12 years at film fair right Yeah, and there were times where we were like trying to figure out who to talk to, who to meet, who's going to be on the cover, what to write, what not to write. Not. Right, right, right. So you must have gone through like a thousand plus interviews and a lot more. But tell us something about your very first interview as a rookie. Do you remember it? What happened? What were you feeling? Yeah, like I said, uh, I'm coming back to the uh, the the real interview. I remember is Ardi Burman. so i was this great adi burman fan so for me it was like cat seen god right. and uh, panchamda was not in his uh, i mean he his career had hit a low patch so he was not very happy and uh, i mean he was very sweet and very nice and all of that but you could see that he he was waiting for the limelight and so he told me that i'm working on this film called 1942 a love story and you know i really hope it does well and all of that and uh, before the music was released he had i think except one song which had to be recorded before that uh, he passed away before the movie released and uh, you know that 
movie went on to win a film fair award and you know it made him great songs complete great songs in that yeah there was a hiatus in his career in the late 80s it's interesting like you said the challenges for me to pub into the mind of somebody who had who who had been given a break by gurudat and then that film didn't happen and then he went on to do a film with mahmood and then he became the most sought after directors so as a journalist uh, you are skipping through decades and you must realize that i was probably all of 19 so that if you uh, if you were to ask me that impacted me a lot like here's the so like he 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 could have been just you know so entitled talking to a rookie reporter who he doesn't even need to talk but he was just and from that day uh, in fact that was my first lesson in humility and compassion mm. you know it really taught me uh the best uh, people in the in the business are usually most down to earth and grounded it's the satellites around them which create which are far more but you know the real real talented uh, people are usually like i said sometimes it's temperament more than talent which holds you in good stead mm. true and now you also have uh, jitesh your talk show your own talk show famously film fair yeah. and uh, so obviously there is an interview that you've done for the magazine and but now you are in front of the camera and you are talking directly to the stars which you were talking uh, previously too but it was more um, uh, you know written and written word and stuff like that yeah. so tell us something memorable uh, for you from these shows also the process of that inter- of these interviews that happen uh, you know for television or for ott versus the you magazine know, uh, you know funnily i thought uh, people would be very guarded and all of that but they were surprisingly ex- extremely warm and forthcoming and uh, you know i i i've always heard uh, uh, that people have their guard up when the camera is on funnily we uh, seem to have a blast of course there was a particular format that the show had to follow and you know you had some questions and all of that but everybody seemed to be no one was cagey or edgy and funnily enough a lot of the times there were no cuts in between so sometimes we have spoken for like 45 minutes at a stretch and then the director said okay cut you know you you want to adjust your stole the star you want to adjust your hair and the star would say no 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 come on come on let's 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 just go with the flow and these are all very very busy bollywood stars who are doing 100 like in a day i think that day is packed with like 45 things you know they're doing an ad shoot and they're doing a dubbing they do rehearsal so they all took time off and you know came and uh, uh did all of this for me the challenge is we are in the world of social media so you are competing with numerous websites instagram channels you you complete competing with everything that's seeing stars on a daily basis you know there is a saturation point so the trick is how interesting can you make a actor or actress and that's where i yeah. think uh, your uh, years spent in the business help you like right. I, i think you learn to listen better you listen mm-hmm. when people talk so if you don't have this set of questions that you say acha ye ho gaya tick ye ho gaya tick ye were you're you're picking on 
what the person is saying you know the person saying something spontaneously may be far more interesting than what you had planned you know yeah. so uh, that like my experience as a reporter and journalist helped me for these interviews and in did you have in to uh, tell me did you have to change your personality uh, you know for this interview because it's on oh, camera no, no, actually, and people like the, if you see the first season i was dressed in my trademark white shirt yeah. and jeans right yeah, yeah, i had to do nothing yeah. i yeah, just yeah. really didn't have to do anything i just had to be myself you know uh, they say you know like a lot of uh, which i'd love to get that baritone in my voice and gravitas and you know i'd really love to be this talk show host but i am essentially a journalist so uh, i i was not very worried about the talk show host taking over and i think there are so many wonderful talk show hosts doing a good so that was not my stress point i was happy they let me be you know Okay. Yeah, your personality really comes through in uh, you know those. I mean, it's so easy. It's so much fun. You just seem as if like a chat is happening, and you know you're into your home listening to, uh, you know, your chat and your conversation happening. Yeah. True. And I think I just think you. Sorry, the point that you made about the fact that you've known these people for so long and you've been in the business for so long, I think that also made a huge difference because I think you knew what to ask and you knew how to also go along with them. you know i think yeah uh, i i, I guess that's a like a that's a 5% extra sort of bonus points mm. but uh, what i think is um, we need to listen more when an interviewer talks mm. which a lot of lot of i think a lot of hosts don't do you know they're so in, they want to cut in like i i watch a lot of stuff like this they uh, a lot of you know i inspired by hollywood and american shows where you know they have wonderful repartee and one liners and all that so uh, i mean if you if you uh, avoid the temptation of doing that sometimes you can really get nuggets of it's it's really wonderful yeah i hope uh, jitesh you're seeing anu and i are trying to follow that i hope <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> you can see that yeah 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 we're not going to cut in jits <laughs> but but jitesh tell me Uh, you know you it's all been fun and games and you know uh, there are a lot of interesting things that happens in the world that you inhabit but did you encounter any stumbling blocks professionally you know where you felt that uh, you know am i in the right space do i move away or uh, was it just a walk in the park always uh i think every 3 months i periodically think you know maybe uh, it's time to do something else and but i all like i say if the good days are better than the bad days the stumbling blocks like you say is uh, i think i need to multitask and time manage better you know i feel like my back against the wall when i'm when i'm too like uh, uh, anu i don't know if you recall one year we were uh, air hopping bombay to calcutta calcutta to bhubaneswar bhubaneswar to guwahati Yeah, yeah. yeah. East to so, west. Um, you know, at at that time you feel a bit vulnerable because you're just you know in and out of cities and you you just you just sort of uh, so sometimes you feel a bit rushed and uh, it's not exactly a stumbling block but yeah you feel you feel uh, have you taken on more than you can chew you do so feel you, so uh, what you're essentially saying is that they are not really any external stumbling blocks to you but it's more like how you need to manage your space and time. and make yes, it yes. yourself 
Okay. Yes, I think so. I think so. Whether it's personal or whether professional, I think if I learn to multitask better, which I think anyway women do it fantastically, uh, if I maybe I would be uh, able to, like if you tell me you are, you have a meeting at four o'clock, then I'm only thinking of that four o'clock meeting, you know, and then I'm like, oh no, no. I can't I can't be disturbed with other things. But I think the trick to be a good leader is to be able to multitask also. So Jits, uh, you have a fantastic team, and you were talking about you know uh, how it's how important it's to be a leader and all of us. If you can just tell us about your team because they are just fantastic, and how do they help you in your work? Every single day, I think they make me look good. I truly, truly believe anything is a collaborative effort. If you think you're a one-man show, you're absolutely mistaken. It's it's my team which sort of uh, you know does it all, puts it all together. Uh, you know whether it's the brainstormings, whether it's the emotional support, whether it is the just about anything that I you know even 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 something like uh, being a sounding board. I need to immediately call somebody from my team and say, hey, I have this idea. I have not executed it. But what do you think? What is your... And uh, also, I think a lot of people tend to uh, discount youth, you know. I, I'd like to think that one stays relevant because one sort of constantly interacts with 20-year-olds and 25-year-olds who are always bringing in fresh voices and saying, no, this is not cool. This is not... So I get to know all the new cool words and everything keeps me relevant because of this youth uh, touch everything that I do uh, because they're all all of them are very clued in with the latest songs and the latest trends and you know Jits remember the Dua Lipa thing are you haven't you heard listen we have to we have to we have to go for this and this is this is the buzzword and I uh, bay and all kinds of words are thrown at me and, uh, <laughs> uh, it's lovely it's lovely so yeah. uh, the team is what sort of also in a strange way helps me to stay relevant Relevant. Right, right. In the age of social media and Instagram, yeah. all of that. Yeah, yeah. Jits, I have a simple question over here. Is why do you love what you do? Simple but profound. Why do I love what I do? I think it defines me. It makes keeps me happy. You know, we are whatever, however people may say. What you do is a part of your personality. So if you're not happy with what you're doing, you're going mm. to be a very happy person. Mm-hmm. Your personality defines the job you do. Mm. You know? Uh, so I think somewhere your personality, like I always say, film fair chose me. I didn't choose the job. The job always chooses you. You may want to think, I I'm going to, I'm going to, Trial and error will tell you your job chooses you. Mm. It's that simple. It's what I think. Mm. My job or whatever, I feel whatever the things that I've done, they've always chosen me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Ajit, what, I mean, you know, you, I've seen you reading like 20 articles in a given day, right? So what for you makes for a good article? You know, when you read a story, what, what, what in it, jumps out at you and say, okay, this is something that's got to get printed. This is the good one. So how if do you I get, that? If I get to know uh, three new things, 
three new things about the personality. Like if I'm reading an uh, article on Anupama, I need to learn three new things about Anupama, which I can absorb and put it into my life. Mm. You know, wow, she, this is how she does it. Oh, okay. This is cool. This is how she time manages. Oh, this is how she multitasks. Oh, this is how she remains so grounded. So I always like, uh, it's very strange. Um, this lockdown, I must have easily read about 70 books. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. And all bio, uh, all these biographies of uh, stars and who I knew about and some who I didn't know about, you know, whether it was Devi Karani, who's like the first lady superstar, come lady boss of the movies or Ashok Kumar or Shashi Kapoor or Balrat Sahani or Bimal Roy. It was interesting to understand their temperaments and, you know, their sense of focus and the single-mindedness of purpose. Um, you know, they were dealing with the big bucks and all of that. But somewhere, uh, every time I shut the book, I came, you know, feeling extremely inspired. Uh, by oh wow it could be a guru that it could be uh, it could be a self-help book but always you understand the author better you understand the subject better you know Jitisha, is your job as an editor different today than what it was some years ago are you conscious 100%. of that yes yes hundred percent hundred percent see either you can resist or you can stay relevant like, for example, I'll tell you, uh, if I were to do an interview with a star, of course, now because of the lockdown, we're doing it on, in real time. We're doing a one-on-one, -on -one, like, like I'm chatting with you. So I do that longish piece for the art magazine. Then I do a chota version of that for the website. And then I, you know, probably do a little snippet of that for Instagram. So you have to skip through medias, through different medias a lot. And that is actually the challenge, you know. Right. And uh, I must digress again here. It's very strange because I, I see a lot of brand managers, managing stars and doing a lot of this. But to date, the most iconic stars still remain Madhubala or Dilip Kumar or Amitabh Bachchan, who, you know, even if you see an Amitabh Bachchan today, Look at how at 70 plus he has reinvented his whole social media persona. And writing his vlogs, he's, he's doing his tea, tweets, he's even numbering his tweets. And he's so inspiring whether it's, it's a, and he's on KBC and he's doing, you know, he's really a man for all reasons. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. but in fact, Mr. Bachchan is a prime example of, for anyone in the media who wants to stay, you know, whether it's Shahrukh Khan, and, you know, Shah Rukh Khan has that same ability to keep so, as in, uh, straddle so much, so many medias together. You know, mm. they are producers, they are um, actors, and yet they're, they're on the ball, you know, and which is mm. why it keeps them relevant today. Uh, even a 10-year-old, a 5-year-old knows Mr. Bachchan either because of his tweets or because of KBC and, you know, the, the, uh, they don't have to have necessarily have seen his movies in the 70s or 80s. Yeah. But he's still so relevant. Yeah. So, Jits, you had to do this, right? To become uh, this whole digital uh, influencer that you are. There is really no choice. So you had to, you know, really do it in that sense. And did you do it gladly? Or I did it very gladly because 
at a time i did it everybody was mocking me this is i remember when twitter started in 2008 so i used to love that i uh, this thing so the, somebody told me are yaar tu bahut tweet karta hai bas na kuch zyada hi karta hai tum tweet and all that i always get complaints that you know you're just overdoing and you know, calm down calm down so now i've learned to sort of have a more harmonious relationship with social media and uh, being on the digital space do you get trolled jitesh <laughs> good one yeah yeah i yeah, would ask something yeah. similar ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you you just take it uh, if if i'm very detached you know sohila from a lot of this so if you take it personally every day somebody or the other is going to say something or the other uh, which is hurtful which is uh, you know uh, so i just think Uh, people who dislike themselves dislike the world, so they like to pick on you. When people are not comfortable with themselves, they like to pick on the world also. So uh, yes, some of it in the initial stages was disturbing. You know, it could be it could be slamming the awards, or it could be my personality, or getting personal, or body shame me, or fat shame me. It could be anything. but you have to realize you have to dissociate because you know it's 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 a temporary thing and uh, it comes from a very different dark space so you cannot take it very uh, uh, seriously though some of the criticism uh, you know is is all like i said i, I speak to so many 20 year olds 25 year olds some of the critic uh, criticism helps you stay relevant and you know you know which shows to watch and all of that it keeps you clued in like you don't let praise go to your head i don't think you should let criticism go to the heart mm. it should mm. be like even mm. even mm. yeah, yeah. No, i also you know i, I think jitesh everything that you've spoken about till now uh, you know about you were made to be a film journalist and it was in the blood and all of that i think that comes out very well and i think that's why there's a larger acceptability by you as well because even in your personal space like facebook your posts are always about films music great personalities you know even your personal yeah. space is actually filled with that so i think you yeah. kind of belong there and you you know kind of i guess accept certain do's and don'ts of that world of yours and uh And yeah i think yeah. it's a great world to be in <laughs> definitely also i think that. correct and also i think i mean this is a i don't know if it's relevant to your interview but i think you uh, you can't fight with things on a daily basis you know you make your peace with a lot of stuff as you age and as you grow older and as as you become more seasoned you pick your battles also more wisely mm. you know you cannot so, be hit up by everything that's happening you cannot be bothered mm. by everything that's going around you you know you have to be happy about four things and you have to be upset about two things so what i hear mm. from mm. you jitesh is that literally from the beginning when you were a teenager and when a lot of people around you were against your choice of profession <laughs> this is what you kind of stuck to and you know took your chance and just went ahead and did what you wanted to and look where you are today but that brings me to a very interesting point you know a lot of us tend to follow these laid down rules and there are enough self help books which tell you how to live your life personal and professional correct, correct. but correct. Uh, you know with the changing times uh, do you feel that there are some rules actually one needs to like get rid of and break actually to meet success 
versus following things the way they are oh that's deep how do i put this see like i said i started with complete with everybody being disdainful of my choices and mocking me and all that so uh, i realized very early ki you can't please everyone somebody or the or the other is going to get offended right. and uh, uh, you play by the rules of course but you have to make your own rules as you go by you know some rules like anuguma what works for me may not work for you what works for you may not work with for sohela i think uh, the idea is to celebrate the differences you know people are made differently don't try to stereotype them or straight jacket them and you know like i shudder to think you know if i was a pushover and i'd listen to my dad and you know got a job in a bank i would have been miserable yeah you know? quite sure Because, i can't yeah. see you there at all <laughs> but that's the point your the the core of your personality is going to reflect in the job you do you know it's just that i have always felt that who you are will show up in your work in your workspace mm-hmm. always always all inexorably what you are is going to show up in your work Yeah, and maybe what you are is what creates your own personalized rules as well to take things Space, forward. Face your yeah. your identity, right. your identity. Yeah. You know, one of the reasons why Anu and I were so keen, you know, uh, to uh, do this podcast, and we named it "Taking Chances" uh, because I think uh, we've also reflected over. I mean, and this has been a time of reflection, and we've thought about, you know, and in that sense about our lives, whether we've taken enough chances, whether we've done what we want to do, and in that light, all of us actually have a template of our own lives, of what we want our lives to be. What do you think? I mean, have you achieved your template of your life? Are you clear about it? Honestly, no. I have never followed a template, and I don't even think I have touched the tip of the iceberg. honestly and i'm not saying this as this very impressive statement to make on a podcast there's so much like i said i'd like to teach i'd like to write a book i'd like to uh, empower a few people you know i'd like to take up a few causes there's so much to do there's so much to do so this is not even like i'd really like to uh, believe because you know in a very strange way my dad restarted his life at 50 Uh, okay. he went off to the gulf at, at the age of 50 and from 50 Ooh. to 76 he was so he's a big inspiration for me so i know i have a long okay. way to go uh, so i know ki uh, i just hope some of his enthusiasm has rubbed off on me you know uh, so it's it's like uh, now to we are playing the first innings abhi second innings baki hai so the, i really think there is a lot is a lot to do there's nothing uh, more uh, damaging than being complacent about uh, uh, you know like what what have i achieved where are the achievements where are the awards where are the movies where are there's nothing where are the biopics i think right. the day a biopic is made or something i'll say okay i have achieved something <laughs> but i'd like to remind you to I'd like to remind you that you've learned how to cook during the lockdown, so you can add that to the list of things you wanted to do and did. Yeah, very bad cook me, which I abandoned. But I have to thank Anu for giving me the tips. Ki kuch bhi kare, dal do, dal do, ye dal do, ye can do this. Yeah, and very so interesting conversations. 
Uh. Yes, but she would call me and she would say, you know, Jits, maybe if you want to just make this little potato thing, you can, you know, it's a very simple thing. It doesn't have too many. So she was very kind enough to help me with my culinary skills, which is, I so think, any favorite dish? Zero. Any so anything? Uh, any favorite uh, that you know that you've like really made this dish, and now you can serve it to us? I thought I cracked the uh, dal khichdi. Uh, them uh, yeah. very well but let me tell you uh, my friends tasted and they were like okay uh, <laughs> shall we order <laughs> i always want to know which which is your favorite movie hey that's not fair yaar because uh, can i say like 10 movies ten no, no, no 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 okay at least uh, three okay favorite three. movie favorite okay, movie come on. masoom favorite movie masoom ah masoom. why do you like the color black and you know why I'm asking you that? <laughs> All your awards clothes were black. Because, I want to know because, it, why. because, because it hides my fat. <laughs> it cuts my weight. Your favorite uh, song. And sing it if you can. Tere bina zindagi se koi shikwa to nahi shikwa nahi shikwa nahi shikwa nahi ah that was really good as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> favorite moment of yours during a filmfare award when the final actor awards is is announced and they say you been a great audience good night <laughs> any interesting anecdote you want to add <laughs> I mean, related to your profession. Uh, you know, I like I said, I was this rookie when I first met Asha Bosle, and I, you know, we we developed a rapport. So uh, once I remember, it was a rainy day, and she had called me to her house, and it was for an interview, of course. And there she was in the kitchen. She was cooking up. She's a she's a fabulous, fabulous cook, and so she was cooking, and she was singing, "Mira kuch saman tumhare." She was just humming. You know, mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. and for me it was like such a surreal experience. You know, standing in the kitchen with Asha Bhosle and watching her sing, and uh, having her uh, sort of whip up this storm of good uh, delicacies. So that was a great thing. Or when whenever I've met the few occasions I've met Amit Ji when, when he spoke about his first film or when he generally talked about how uh, he was on the sets of this, uh, uh, he once told me he was in RK studio, they were shooting the climax of, I think it was Parvarish and Amaragbar Anthony at the same time and he said, you know, we didn't have the luxury of vans, we just ran from set mm. to set and you know, it's interesting, um, all this of course has uh, shaped their personalities and I always uh, feel talking to them is very reassuring and you know, these these old world values that they have and they're so compassionate, you know, things like that, like compassion, kindness, Always, right. I always relate to a, like, you know, when you meet with a Shah Rukh Khan, you know, the kind mm. of uh, compassion he shows towards his, the kind of, the his hard work to something mm. and the compassion that, you know, he, he takes time off to listen to you. Like he, he wants to, he's genuinely invested in your life at that moment. He wants right. to know, oh, how can you make it better? How can you, like, I remember 20 years ago, he was, he was talking about multimedia. I mean, he was so prescient, you know. Hmm. Uh, he was like, as a journalist, you should be doing television as well as this, as well as that. 
so so uh, um, uh, he was able to see uh, the future you know in a manner right. of speaking i don't know if you know jitesh because of you uh, i got to meet sharuk you knew how much i liked him and you know you got me to meet him and then i and he, you also got me to get a photograph with him and then i lost that photograph <laughs> oh dear um, <laughs> From my end, one final, uh, you know, uh, question. Which is your favorite yeah. film fair cover? My most favorite has to be the one with Dilip Kumar, Amitabh Bachchan, and Shah Rukh Khan. Ah, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, we yeah. did a hundred. Yeah, yeah, we did a hundred years of cinema cover, which was, uh, you know, it was it was, it was amazing. Like that. If you ask me, that was a surreal moment. Yeah, but yeah. Jits, are we looking forward, or should we be looking forward to another season of Famously Film Fair? Yes. Stay, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Soon. <laughs> yes. Keep us informed. Yes. Yeah. Keep track of us, and we'll 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 show you the world. <laughs> yes, we should. Oh, the world! Is it? Is that a clue? Is that no, a clue? No, 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 no. We'll show you Bollywood like never before. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, guys. Uh, it was super fun chatting with you, and thank you for having me on your podcast. Thanks for being with us, Jits. <laughs> <laughs> pleasure, right. always a pleasure, always a pleasure. We hope this podcast encourages you to follow your dreams. We will be back soon with more chance takers. Till then, have a good time and like and share this podcast.